Today's chat is brought to you by the support of all our Twitch subscribers. Through the patronage you provide the Focus Fire chat team through the Twitch platform, we are able to provide you with the weekly podcast as well as the website and other aspects of Focus Fire chat. If you have any interest in becoming a subscriber of the FFC and gaining access to some exclusive features over in the Discord server, please be sure to visit our Twitch account and click on the subscribe button. If you're an Amazon Prime member, remember that you do have a free subscription to Twitch every month that can be used for this. And for those of you who are already subscribers, thank you again for your generosity. You may have heard the whispers of guardians gathering in the shadows, exploring the mysteries of this world and the worlds which surround us. We are all in search of truth. Sometimes... We need to focus that search, focus that fire. And so we come together. Join us. Join the discussion. Welcome to Focused Fire Chat. Welcome to Focus Fire Chat, recorded live on September 6, 2019, over on twitch.tv slash focusfirechat. As always, I want to give a big shout out to our live chat here with us tonight. Thank you so much for joining us once again. This week's episodes are going to be focused around exploring the topic of August's extra lore topic, Halo. This particular episode will serve as what we lovingly call the introductory session of the week's exploration. Before we go any further, however, let's run through a quick introduction of who all we have with us on the show. As always, this is your host, Blue Crew 86. And this is the incredibly charming yet awkwardly delicious green-eyed music lover. For a second there, when you first started, I thought I heard music in the background. And I was like, <laughs> wow. Wow. You are like, you are just, I, all I hear, like, I just heard like this little tinder, like, nee, 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 nee. I was like, that's well done. You know, I can't even be mad at you, Green. Like, that's just, I'm going to give you a round of applause. You know, that's going to be a, that's going to happen at one of these, <laughs> one of these now. You just gave me an idea for next week. <laughs> just the jazz, the, the smooth jazz. <laughs> but <laughs> no, that's not that jazz. Not that jazz. Not that jazz. That's a different, that's a different jazz. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm crying. Oh, but, uh, Hydra. Sorry. <laughs> And le- Petricor, what? Uh, and last but oh. definitely not the least. <laughs> we're not even into the episode and we're already broken. Oh, gosh. Oh. Focus. Focus. Uh, and last but definitely not the least in the hot seat as guest goes, we have our good friend Ben Salo. Ben, how are you doing? I. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. Thank you. You okay? All right, let's try. Let's try this again. Usual question: Where can we find you on the internet? Um, find me on Twitter at uh, pens underscore halo. Um, also, um, I am trying to get back into the streaming. Uh, if Mixer can ever kind of get its head out of it, head out of its fourth point of contact. Um, at mixer.com slash pens halo. Um, I'm trying to that get down. back into, <clears throat> um, streaming the halo campaigns and, 
once I get through my legendary run, I'm tending on trying to do a chronological legendary run with missions throughout the all the Halo games. So, yeah, that'll be fun. Sorry, Green. Just having a bit of... Okay. Um, so, yeah, and, and as usual, guys, don't worry about trying to memorize all of it. I'm going to be sure to get all those links uh, posted over in our show notes on thelorenetwork.com when the the advanced session goes live this week. Um, so real quick, I know green usually has some of her crazy, 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 man, gosh, man, crazy, crazy questions. I'm just going to start saying it like that. Actually green, you know what I, what I realized last week with teach, uh, between like mm-hmm. struggling for breathing because that was hilarious. Mm-hmm. But like what, I, what I really want us to do from now on is I want mm-hmm. you to structure this in the What? is your like just just do the monty python because that's all i can think of every single time you start this out is what is and all i can hear is what is the average wing beat per second of a swallow carrying a coconut oh my gosh we are never gonna finish this episode no no what is your favorite lower story from hell yes (laughs) my favorite (laughs) okay honestly probably the Probably my favorite um, overall is going to be uh, one of the stories out of uh, Halo Evolutions. It's um, the it's by Eric Nyland, and it's the impossible life and probable death of Preston J. Cole. Oh uh, yeah, it is an amazing read. It's it's written very interestingly, kind of as as in a report format, kind of with other tech other normal storytelling kind of dropped in. Um, but it's, it's, it's really good. And actually Cole was one of the characters thought about talking about tonight, um, because he was the Spartans before the Spartans were made public. He was, he was the, the face of the UNSC in the combat against the covenant. And, uh, it's just a really, really interesting story. I would probably say that's probably my favorite, um, out of that. Uh, so would would that be the one that got you into lore exploration, or uh, is there no that is there no that one? What is got you into lore exploration? Now I'm just going weird witchy voices. That's that's definitely going to be the fall of reach. Um, again, written by Nyland. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. The greatest thing about that particular uh, book is that um, it was written in seven weeks. <laughs> It was released a, m- a month oh, before. It was re- it was released a month before uh, Halo Combat Evolved was released, and it was written in seven weeks. And it, it to me, I mean, um, after playing Combat Evolved, <clears throat> you know, I was was interested, and then I saw, oh wait a minute, there's this novel, and I picked it up, and I was enthralled. The way Nyland um, made the characters come to life, John Cortana, Halsey. Um, even the feeling for some of the other characters like Ackerson, uh, and whatnot. Um, yeah, the members mm-hmm. of blue team, it was just really, really good. And, uh, it just, I couldn't, ha- I didn't get it. I couldn't get enough after that. I just kept piling on after that and after that and 27 novels later, <laughs> I'm still reading them oh my gosh. and I still go, I right. still go back and read that novel. Um, you know, at, at least twice a year I go back and reread that. So. So I have, instead of, like, the normal question of, like, what's your class or anything like that, is, I mean, obviously that applies more to Destiny than Halo. Yeah. I actually want to ask you kind of a 
um, perspective, opinion, question. And this one actually kind of goes to blue, too, because I'm genuinely interested in both your guys' perspective on this. But the announcement of the possible Halo TV series coming out, <laughs> supposedly. Oh, that one. I want to know what your thoughts are on these. It's interesting. Um, <clears throat> the uh, There's still some debate on the canonicity. I think that's the right word mm-hmm. for it. Of that, <gasps> um, surprise yes. face, yeah. But I'm I'm still interested because if it's written well um, mm-hmm. and it tells a good story, um, I'd be interested in it. And uh, I can't remember the actor's name who's playing John. He was in American Gods and he played the Leprechaun, and I can't think of his name right now. Um, I'm interested in him because he's a he's a pretty tall guy, and just also. Um, some of the other characters, uh, what is it? Natasha Mecklehone? Natat Mecklehone is going to be Halsey. And Cortana. Uh, oh, like, that'll be. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That, I, that's, to me, that's a great casting. I'm interested to see how they're going to do Parangoski. Um, if there's a chance they may try to redeem <coughs> her in my eyes. Or... Uh, Pablo, yeah, Pablo no. Schreiber is that's Master it, Chief. Pablo Schreiber, yeah. Oh, Shabana Azmi is going to be pairing. Oh, oh, yeah. That's that is going to be interesting. She actually. What's your perspective? Oh, go ahead. Go. I'm yeah. sorry. No, my my perspective is actually the exact same. Like, um, after the, uh, how do I say this gently? Atrocity that was the TV slash Netflix Fall of Reach thing, oh, um, which. <sighs> I just, my biggest problem with it was the deviations that they took. Like honestly, yeah. like <clears throat> I, I I wasn't I wasn't a huge fan of the medium that they presented in. But honestly, that's not. I mean, like I can get over that. But it was the the changes that they made to the book in that presentation. Like it 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 actually did change quite a bit of of the interpretation okay. of the story. So like again, it's like you know if they're if they're faithful to the content matter, like you know forward unto dawn. Uh, yeah. amazing amazing uh little video i guess tv was it a tv did you consider that a tv it series a, or it's well, like no, a it, it was actually web series a, yeah it was a web series um and it was so i mean you know oh god that uh, it was just that was just well done oh, it was, um it was the well. uh the the lead up the the tv show that was the lead up god i just blanked on it the lead up to halo 5 i know halo got nightfall. a lot nightfall i know it got yeah. a lot of like bad press i actually i actually didn't mind it i thought it was okay i i I thought it was like i thought it did a really good job of kind of actually showing like the perspective of normal humans um because that's something that like uh odst halo 3 odst that's one of the things that you you jump into that game you're like all right i got this and you run into the covenant you're like nope i don't got this like you don't you don't it it really drives yeah it's like i'm like why are you so big like it's like you know it's like you you it it drives home again that kind of you're not seven feet tall you're not the super soldiers um so i mean again it's it's like you know if they're you know what pins is saying like it 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 really could be either way um i think that the strength does kind of lie in from all i'm seeing it's not going to be rehashing stories that we've already been told if I believe, if yeah. I remember, if I remember that yeah, correctly, it's going to be, it's going to be a new yeah. like avenue, which mm-hmm. to me is a benefit. Um, yeah. I will be honest 
quite recently, I have been extremely disappointed with a lot of the recent interpretations from uh, comic books or books to videos. Like it's just like progressively, in my opinion, gone downhill as far as accuracy. Mm. Um, Is that because there's like different writers involved or uh, is it it's just because of the different so, producers or what's 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 the reasoning behind this? um so like the most recent example that actually has nothing to do with halo it's the boys uh amazon uh, uh eric Krippy did it and uh it's it's vast it, it's a completely different story from the comics uh which was not how it was kind of presented um and it's it was just like it was very bittersweet because it had so much potential uh because if they did the comics it would have been a much more controversial thing and i understand that um so like that's where like and and it's it's that common thing like the comics and books and texts you have you have no limit to your imagination right there's no there's no cost to to special effects in your imagination Mm -hmm. um so there's and there's that component now with the halo component or with the halo thing We've seen some fascinating uh, fan-made, you know, cosplay-esque mm-hmm. uh, videos. Like, uh, was it was it Halo Three that they had the the machine, uh, the the um, assembly line of the Warthogs? That commercial. Yes, that was. That oh was, my uh, part god! Of the um, oh my that god! That thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just like. That that entire like the entire campaign for Halo Three the the hype up campaign was ju- it just it it just blew my mind like the Believe campaign um, then you had like the I Love Bees campaign like all the the ARG stuff that they've been doing um, you know we do like you know now that Microsoft is kind of more robust in in kind of identifying with the gaming stuff you know you have a bigger support there. So you have access to to arguably some CG components that you might not have had previously. Um, And again, going back to as far as like storyline, if they're not trying to convert something into uh, a visual medium, there's not really anything to air quote mess up as much. And so like there's things to mess up. I I don't mean it like that. But I mean, like the the nuanced details is not going to get misconstrued. Because there's no nuanced details that they're pulling from. Whereas, like, in Fall of Reach, you know, the infamous scene in the weight training room yeah. that was completely misrepresented in the TV show. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, I mean, it, it, was, it was completely different. And it changed the... Wasn't that the... That was the one when he accidentally... He killed him in the yeah. book. Right. In the book, he... Well... And in the book, he was also egged into it. And there was an entire... It was like the tone of that entire scene in the book was much the, I, darker. Would you would you say it's darker no, or just more I, I I, I graphic? Would, I would say I, I, the book was um, probably was it left more, a little bit more to your imagination. But you had this mm, feeling mm-hmm. that you had um, that John was. It's like okay, he did his job, and that's all it was. He wasn't. He his questioning came from you know did a you know was okay these are supposed to be out you know other soldiers so you know should he fight them and then he ended up having to and the the thing in the animated thing is they made him look kind of sadistic mm-hmm. and well and they that's also didn't really they didn't where it turned me off on well and they one. also didn't justify like they didn't show the full like impact like and this isn't anything against the animation, but you don't get yeah. the full picture of what's going on in his head. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and in the book, this exactly. is like, you know, they had just gotten through the, what was it, the second round of the, the chemical treatment, the surgery, surgical treatment and stuff. Like, it was one of the harder, the harder rounds, like, a lot of them had died. And so, right. you know, there's yeah. like, there's a lot of pressure on John because a lot of his friends are no longer there. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's actually why he was in the, the, weight hall if i if i remember that correctly he was trying well, to like dis- was, well and also just, get it used to it because yeah, he, he was, was it was right they had actually just finished up their the augmentation uh, right and yeah, was, yeah yeah that's right that's right he was he was re- undergoing like essentially having to recalibrate his body yeah because i, I was that's train. when he was like he was like why are these weights so light they must be messing right. with the gravity yeah but yeah that, like so i mean to me it's it's one of those things that i I'm always hopeful when I see that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that it not, again, going back to, I think that it not trying to take from an already established storyline, um, I think is going to be a benefit. You know, yeah. I, I I think that's going to, for me at least, because um, I, 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 like, even when I don't want to, sometimes I go into stuff if I know, like, <clears throat> you know, if I know, like, let's say they were going to do like the headhunters short story or the babysitter, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, whatever the, whatever the short story is, um, <clears throat> going into it, even, even with that limited story, you already have a preconceived notion of those characters and that those Correct. attitudes of those stuff. Whereas now, I mean, like, yeah, we have, we have big names from the series, but, but there are very big names from the series and they're a stat, like they've been established that this is what they are. Whereas like mm-hmm. with many, mm-hmm. with the short stories, like uh headhunters is the one that I keep coming back to because I love yeah. that short story. Um, the two, the two Spartans that are in headhunters, there's, that's really the only exposure to them that we, that we have significantly. So, you know, there's a lot left in our interpretation of them. So everyone kind of, right. <clears throat> everyone has their own interpretation of what they are. It basically breeds a like it breeds a guarantee that someone is not going to agree with the presentation. So well, that's I where. Think, <clears throat> yeah. I'm sorry, sorry, I didn't no, 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 no. Go for it. Top you there. The, the the problem the problem with any with having the the, the media that Halo has the, the the large amount of written and written and documented lore is when someone goes ahead and takes a piece of that and goes to interpret it into another media, um, mm-hmm. TV show, animated thing, even a comic book. You're going to have people who, because it was just read, you read it, and um, all of a sudden it gets transferred to another media, and all of a sudden it's like, well, this doesn't fit my preconceived notions. And there's already going to be some built-in conflict with that. Um, right. And um, the one thing I hope is just everyone keep a an open mind about it that's all i really want with that i think that is fair and keeping an open mind but also not accepting things no matter what it is like obviously still be critical just don't be don't judge it before it comes out type thing oh yeah 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 but real quick real quick i'm gonna interrupt you real quick can we run through housekeeping notes and then i promise we're gonna get right back into it I think that's perfect because okay. I was done. With okay, questions. perfect. All right, so enough with enough with our chatter, real quick. Uh, I know everyone's looking forward to diving into the discussion, as you can probably tell. So let's run through the standard housekeeping notes, and then I'm going to actually hand it over to Pins after we get back from the housekeeping notes to kind of give us a a bit of a introductory rundown of what we're going to be talking about this week. 
Last week, we discussed the dangers of Gambit. If you're enjoying the show, be sure to rate, and if you don't mind, leave us a review on iTunes or comment on the episodes on Podbean or whichever podcasting app you use to enjoy podcasts. Reviews are extremely helpful as they not only let us know what we can do better for you, but also help to continue to expand the FFC family, allowing more and more perspectives to be heard. To those of you who have already taken the time to leave us a review, thank you. As many of you are aware, Focus Fire Chat is a community in which we offer the chance to dive into lore from within various titles and mediums with a special focus on the Destiny universe. Every Friday at about 10 p.m. Central, the podcast team gets together to stream a summary of the chosen topic for that week. The hope for this is to help encourage dives into aspects of game lore within both our Discord server and within the other communities that we share the digital world with. If you're a fan of lore in all its various forms, be sure to also check out thelorenetwork.com, a central hub for content that covers a wide variety of different titles and mediums. Our full show notes for each week's topic will be posted there, so for the additional information or guest details, be sure to check the site out. Next week's topic is going to be a revisiting of the darkness from within Destiny. That being said, however, we still want to hear your thoughts about this week's topic. Be sure to weigh in over on Discord, and don't be shy in tagging any of the team in the conversation. We cannot wait to hear what your thoughts are. Now, let's get back to the show. All right, so Pins, I know when we talked a little bit, uh, let's talk Let's talk about, you know, we talked about how, how you kind of got into the Halo lore, mm-hmm. um, and I think, you know, we, we've talked about this offline, but yeah. I think this this particular episode or these particular episodes, um, you wanted to kind of look at the secondary characters that might not get as much focus, which is kind of, you know, it's a good segue from what we were just talking yeah. about with the, the TV show. Right. Um, but before before we get into that, actually, I was I I want to know your idea of what were what was your impression and your experience with the Halo outpost? Um because I know you went okay. to both you you went with me to the Florida one and then mm-hmm. I I know you went even further you went to the the one in uh was Philly. It? Philly, okay. Yeah. And you went you went like all like all out on that one if I remember correctly, yeah. right? Yeah, I was I was I went to the Philadelphia one with the uh with uh Halo Fanflife who is uh um the Spartan company commander um in there and I really enjoyed it. Um, the one thing you have to remember with, well, first off, <clears throat> Halo Outpost is actually, um, it, it's a, it's a mini convention, um, in some ways, but also it has a m- small museum that goes around with it. That museum is actually canon in the Halo universe. It's known as Outpost Discovery, and it actually, in, like I said, it actually takes place after the end of Halo 3. They would never confirm. They don't want to confirm. Uh, we did ask, and they didn't want to confirm the actual year, <laughs> so it was after ah! twenty five fifty four. Um, but <clears throat> so I'm going to kind of break this into two parts. There's the other part, which is just the convention, like some of the other things, like the the target range. They had the VR stuff, uh, the panels. They had the four hundred fifth there. Um, those are all amazing, and I met some awesome people. Especially, I got to meet the. Uh, the PR person for the 405th, who's an awesome dude, uh, and talked with him for a while. But kind of tying it back to the lore, the the museum piece was amazing. They had they had different setups, like panels that talked about different things. Well, when you walk in, the first thing you come across is a pedestal, and you have the the AI Gabriella who gives a summary of what 
Halo Outpost is. In, inside of the lore, it's actually a recruiting. Uh, it's for recruitment, mm. but it, it's great because it actually tells the story of humanity up through, like, from the opening part of colonization through the end of the war, um, and um, <clears throat> different aspects of it. Um, you know, my my brain's going like a million miles at once right now, trying to pin it down as hard. Um, they obviously have a lot of things. They talk about uh, colonization, faster than light travel. They talk about the insurrection. Um, and they have all these displays. They have a lot of augmented reality things that on your phone, like if you hold it up to it using the app, it can, it has like a, a 3D display of something. Like it had a 3D display of the Pillar of Autumn. Um, it had a representation of the helmet. Um, anyone who's played Halo Reach uh, knows at the end, the iconic image at the end there is the image of Reach with Noble Six's helmet in the center with the with the uh, with the center cracked. They had that representation there. Um, <clears throat> they had a life-size statue of Master Chief. Mm-hmm. They had and a warthog too. Yes, they had a warthog. They had a life-size uh, representation of a Sangheili warrior. <laughs> The, and then they the had coven- the covenant wall. That the I, covenant wall. Oh my gosh! And the grunts are so tall. <laughs> like essentially, everything. The, what everything did, is yeah. so much bigger. <laughs> you go in and um, like they have this. They had this one wall. It had all of the races that you face. You had uh, grunts. You had jackals. You had drones. Um, uh, hunters was there. Sanghali warrior brutes, and they're all life size and. You know, your hunter is nine or ten feet tall, um, and then your um, the brutes, they're about eight feet. Your Sangheili warriors are about the same. Your jackals are six feet tall, and it's like, they're not six feet tall. They're not in the game, <laughs> and then you realize that they're always hunched over. The drones, the drones are like five and a half feet tall. Grunts are four foot, and it's just like, it, it, it's a, to, to actually see it, and it, it's kind of, it, it kind of just blew my mind it's like they don't look that big in game but then again you're playing a seven foot spartan mm-hmm. but it's like it's kind of intimidating too um it 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 gave me the feeling of <clears throat> actually being part of the universe um and i think that's the feeling that i cherish most from both of them um it they three four three and and everyone involved in it took the time to actually make it as part of the universe. They actually had people who were walking around as members of the UNSC science division. Um, Xenobiologists. And they, they and all, yeah, they all stayed and in character And they stayed too. in character. It was impressive. I know that was the ARG component and the way that they stayed in character was a really big thing that I, that stood out for me when we went to Florida. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh yeah. Because the ARG component, they also, I don't. I don't remember if you mentioned it, but they also had the video clips. Oh yeah. Like there was there was which I I I love the the possibility that the ARG component showed to to real life. I remember you and I talked about this. Like man, if they could, if they if and I know it's been talked about, and I know some museums are starting to do it, but like I could just see like the museum component. You can you can uh, you can condense so much. And you can the you can harness the use of the the you know the the power of the internet 
and oh, put yeah. so much information into one little display with this ARG component. And one of the things that they I remember they did was I think it was on the the one of the outside walls you walked by and you when you scanned it, it popped up and I think it was the it was one of the cutscenes from Halo three, I wanna say. But it was like the or maybe it was Halo Wars. I can't remember. It was, it was one Wars. of the was Halo it Halo Wars? Wars? Uh, it was actually, the one, yeah, because yeah. it was all the Spartans and everything, and it was like talking mm-hmm. about like the invasion and all this stuff, and it was like I'm like, this is amazing, like because you're staring. Technically, you're just staring at a little placard, and it's like you know whatever. But you put your your phone up, and on your phone you can see all this like all this information flowing in, and it's mm-hmm. just I, I that blew me away. Like the museum oh, yeah. component was that, uh, and and um. At this point in time, they've completed their run for this year, and my understand. I'm hoping that they do another one, another one next year. Um, and anyone who gets the chance, I think you know you don't have to get the VIP. I mean, if you want to get a VIP pass, do it. But if you're a fan of Halo, go check it out. And I can tell you right now, I um almost every Halo person that I've know that I've come across that has gone to it has loved it. Um, they got the, the technical glitches that were there in Florida were less in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. They were even less in Chicago. And by the time they hit Anaheim, everything was, was running real smooth. smooth. From what I, my I mean, to be fair, the technical glitches that, that we encountered, at least it was, I mean, I didn't think anything really big of it. I think the biggest one no. that we had was the, the, um, scanning, the yeah, hidden, yeah. the hidden, uh, yeah, what are the hidden bits or hidden mm-hmm. uh, fragments? But yeah. I mean, even that, it just took a little bit of patience and like knocking and your phone against. Your phone. It's like it's like yeah, it's like come on, come on, get it. But oh, yeah, for what it for what it all did, the glitches mm-hmm. that we did encounter were minuscule, in my opinion. Oh yeah, and and I mean overall, and considering everything that was was done, I think that. And everything that was involved in it, the creation of all everything, and just some of the technical stuff that was was there, and the, for the presentation stuff, and and I would be totally remiss if I didn't if we didn't talk about the the Halo Ring experience, which oh. was oh my god, you kind of walk in, and again the, the the people taking you through are all in in character in universe, and you're given these headsets and. Um, the AI Gabriella is telling you about everything that you're going through. And you come up to this one thing and the, the first section, which has a Sentinel, which is one of the maintenance robots that are on the ring. And it talks about them and how there are 7.8 million different Sentinels <laughs> on a Halo <laughs> ring. And different like, types. And different types. Which was, which was an interesting little yeah. tidbit that I, I remember for, from art. Mm-hmm. But, and also... You said on the one in Philadelphia, you said they actually had increased, like there was there was more um, oh, yeah. involvement, right? Because you said that the the components they, they were actually, actually moving. Move. They got they okay, cool. Got rotating. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, let me back up here. The first thing you come across is they talk about the ring itself. So there's like what they call a segment of I think it was a Delta Halo, uh, but kind of like a they talk about the Halo itself. Then they talk about then you go into this other part about the about the Sentinels. Then you go into this one room that actually talks about you have a mock-up of 343 Guilty Spark, the light bulb, as uh, Johnson called him. And it's bigger than a basketball. And this is where you actually get to see, and I think I tweeted these pictures out, um, 
<clears throat> an actual picture of what um, the size of a of a flood infection form. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, the uh, the flood infection form, which is amazing. Um, it's about two to three feet high, and it just looks menacing. I mean, it, in the game, it really doesn't, but in real life, it does. There was a section that had the uh, <clears throat> the activation index, which was there too, and they they all talk about that. But the final piece was a you go into this room and it's kind of a it's this dome and you hop into what they have these drones they're called honeybees that will that the UNSC use to fly around and 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 scout things out. Well, you're kind of it kind of takes you on this trip like you're inside of it and it takes you all through this halo array um, across the different, you know, uh, across the landscape, out into space, into the actual inner workings, which you, where you see all of these sentinels working. Um, it's just, it was awesome. <laughs> uh, it was totally amazing. And then, uh, I mean, <laughs> I believe when we, we walked out of there, I was totally speechless. Yeah. Um, it was, yeah, it's like, there were, and the cool, the cool thing too, was the, the, the the degree at which that that particular piece they had done you could tell just how much work they had done <laughs> oh, with yeah. that oh, yeah. with like because it was the the pseudo imax 3d mm-hmm. component like it was just it was really cool i that part like and we we got in there yeah you know, we got in there actually really fast <laughs> yeah, i remember yeah. well, i remember walking out i remember walking out and we turned around and we're like oh that's a lie <laughs> mm-hmm. we, we did not have that problem um because yeah that was that in the museum was honestly what i remember i remember going in and being like that's what we got that's what i wanted to do and then mm-hmm. the the uh what was the other one that they had the uh the uh rate uh fire team raven is that Oh yeah, the 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 Fire Team Raven is a uh, is the arcade games that were originally released for in uh, Dave and Buster's, um, and it it's set it's kind of set you're you're an ODSC Fire Team <clears throat> set across um, the the course of Halo CE, and uh, it, it's 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 fun. I mean, we only got to play a short segment of it, but it's it was fun. It was neat. It was interesting and. You know, yeah, you had these kind of interactions where you saw, you, you recognized, oh, wait a minute, I know where this was. I played through this in the campaign, and every right, now and again yeah. you see Chief pop up. <laughs> so That's cool. It was, it was, it was one the 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 one thing that I think I appreciate the most out of it. Like I said, was it actually made me feel like I was in the in the Halo universe at that time, um, and and that was. That that was my favorite part of it overall. Um, just that feeling, you know, three four three. If three four three was going for that, and they hit it out of the park, as long as as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, and like I like you said, I I'm hoping that it's going to be uh, reoccur. They they've kind of the language that they've used is they're like, okay, that's it for this year. And it's like you know, again, kind of. It seems like they're going to be making this a reoccurring thing, which I really hope is the case. And like you said, if that if that is the case, I definitely encourage people to to find a way to at least you know get out to it for at least a day or something. You know. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the lines are going to be long. Um, it's worth it, in my opinion. I mean, in my opinion, the, it was worth it. And just as a just as a side note, uh, from what I understand, 
uh, for anyone who had a VIP ticket, you had a, that VIP room. Um, all the people who were having problems getting in for autographs. Jen Taylor and uh, Steve Downs actually spent a lot of time in the VIP lounge. So VIPs actually got a chance to get extra chance to get, get autographs. Oh, did they? Okay, that's really cool. Because I know that was, I know in Florida that was a big contention yeah. point. Yeah. So that's awesome. But, all right, so let's get, let's, let's talk about <clears throat> secondary characters. I know there is a couple big ones that you wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, the first of which I believe was the Erdidact. Yeah. Um, let me kind of preface this by saying when, when you talk Halo, everyone knows John, they know Cortana, they know Halsey. There are a lot of other characters um, the, that, that are, that we have found within the games, within books, within some of the animated stuff and whatnot that have come out that, <clears throat> They're interesting characters, and and their stories in some you know their stories actually impact the greater universe in some way, or it it's used to display something within the universe. Um, you know the the or, the or didact is um, one of I mean the funny thing about the the didact and the didact and this is the guy one from Halo Four um, is that he's a he's a he's a tragic character in my mind. He's actually tragic on a Shakespearean level. Mm-hmm. Um but the thing is in Halo Four, if you sit back and look at it, he's kind of part of a secondary storyline of that, because the whole point of Halo Four is trying to save Cortana. It's you're just having to kind of deal with a didact <laughs> yeah. in route to doing that. But he's <clears throat> once you get into his backstory, it's it's really amazing. And like I said, it's actually kind of tragic. Um, on top of that, there's, um, a Val Chavame who was the Arbiter. Um, the, the Arbiter used to be a position of great honor before it became a position of last resort for restoring honor. And that all hinges on Val Chavame and his story, which by the way, was told in a short in the, the animated series, Halo Legends called the Duel. Uh, really good. It's about twenty minutes worth of watch. Um, and there, are, there are a number of other ones. Uh, Serena, who is the AI from Spirit of Fire and Halo, Halo Wars, the librarian. Uh, Iona, who is who is featured in one of the one of the best short stories that are out there. Um, yeah, um, Saint's Testimony. Martin Parangoski, not my favorite character to say the least. I'm going to keep it PG, um, <laughs> but. It's. I mean, a lot of the other, con- a lot of the conflict that co- goes within the Halo universe kind of runs through her. Um, you know, the ODSTs. ODSTs are. You know, um, Frank O'Connor said it one of the best way. One of the best. It's like ODSTs have this gr- have this grudge against Spartans because they just see Spartans as oh they got they got the best armor they got you know they had all this money thrown at them that's why they're the best we could do just what they did well. Not necessarily, but that story is told very well in the story of the babysitter. And there's an ODST called O'Brien who kind of exemplifies that. And then, you know, the one that I know that you're waiting for the most is her, a Hurragak by the name of Lighter Than Some. <laughs> I love Lighter Than Some. But, and, and like I said, a lot of these, the story behind these characters, um, maybe they don't have, some of them have, an impact as to what we've seen in game and in the story in the game. Some of them just 
help round out, round things out. And uh, they're, they're interesting all in their own way. And then some of them never really get the, the, the play that they should in some ways. Um, or a lot of people just kind of short shrift it. So this time around, you know, wanted to folk, give these, these ones a chance and, uh, try to, try to explain why I think they're, they're important to the greater Halo universe in, as in a whole. No, I think, I think that's, that's a good, good idea too. You know, like, you know, like you're saying, you know, these, these are characters that, that help flesh out the universe even more so for, I mean, cause, and that's, that's true for any story, right? Your, your primary characters mm-hmm. are going to always be the skeleton that, you know, the yep. skeleton, the skin that holds it to up, but the secondary characters really are the muscle and the fiber and the, you know, the fibers that, that, that flesh it out, that make the universe, the interesting place, you know, the, and you know, we we're talking right now, we've mentioned what, like three, eight, maybe eight. nine characters and you know and that's and that's not mentioning you know like you have uh augustus cole you have um the 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 entire noble team from you know odst and reach um or reach you know you have all the all the spartans that are in the halo legends uh miniseries or the the halo legends video and what is it halo legends was the video halo i always flip them Evolution. What's the book? Evolutions. 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 Yeah. Short story. Yeah. Uh, and, and they have two now, right? Evolutions and Evolutions Two, I believe, just uh, or well, not just evol- came out, but Evolutions was originally released as one novel. It then got split into two with two additional stories, one in each one. Okay. The next okay. one up was um, Fractures. Fra- okay, that's that's okay. That's what I was thinking because Evolutions was the one that has like I mean just mind blowing short stories but it's got one of my favorites is the the conversation between cortana and gravemind i believe was it oh, wasn't yeah. that in evolution was that that was evolutions right that wasn't fractures yep no that, okay. that's definitely in evolutions and it's from karen travis yeah um and, you know and, and well in talking about karen what? travis there's the kilo is that kilo five kilo is five her trilogy yeah. um you know so like but all these secondary characters coalesce mm-hmm. into a very robust universe you, you and, and you know to for those who might be listening in who are much more familiar with um uh yeah the uh the Descent universe this is very similar to the grimoire and the lore entries there you know the secondary characters that aren't necessarily in game but are are building things behind the scenes that's that's kind of what we're talking about here as well um mm-hmm. and i think you know to kind of use that as a teaser i want to actually think about let's let's kind of take that and shelve it for the advanced session because i want to let i want to start the advanced session and i just want to let you go and dive (laughs) into those names that i mean because right we we already we did a pretty good summary i I would say that it was a good teaser bit into that so um i'm actually going to cut you off for the intro session and we'll move to shout outs real quick unless green disagrees with me okay cool it's always nice when i get the okay from green um so boss lady says okay all right the skilled one says it's good um so pens (laughs) i don't know how i don't know how to say that uh so what what uh what's the uh, shout outs for the intro session do you have for us oh let me start by just saying um thanks for having me on uh for focus fire chat 
um, you guys keep having me back for Halo, and I love talking about it, um, so I really appreciate it. Um, I wanted to give a big shout out to, because we're talking Halo, um, to, to other people specifically, uh, DJ Blue P PDX, who, um, he was the actual main driver behind Halo Outpost, and he did an awesome job, um, I got to meet him in Philadelphia and talk to him and, and, you know, I said, thank you. He just, he was the one who actually drove all of that and did an amazing job. And then also, um, for, uh, yeah, for, uh, dust storm over podtacular, uh, the guy was an utter beast. He did pan, he did like four or five panels for each one of the halo outposts and, uh, did a, uh, a game show as well mm. at them all. And yeah, he was. He they was all went over on like like a house of fire, and and oh my um, I mean, I'll admit there were there were points in times that uh, sometimes my feelings would run kind of hot and cold with the Halo community, but um, those two instances at Halo Outpost helped solidify the good the good of it, and those the, for this part, those are the ones that I just wanted to shout out. So awesome! What about what about awesome. you, Green? It's just major shout out depends because. I am, and obviously you guys can probably tell us with every Halo episode that we do, I am not super, I have read the books, or at least like the initial of the Halo book. So I am not as Laura as Pens as nor Blue. Um, so I always learn a ton when you come on. So I, my shout out goes to you because I appreciate you and just kind of sharing this passion of yours with us because... It's it's nice to actually sit back and learn a little bit myself while doing the episode. Yeah, and I'm going to echo that as well. I, I appreciate appreciate you coming on and and regaling us with the stories uh, that you that you know in the in the Halo universe, um, and also just you know big big shout out to everyone who gives us the opportunity to do this. Uh, I know Destiny is pretty much predominantly what you guys expect from us, so having a chance to kind of step out of that and you know kind of diversify what we're doing is also kind of a breath of fresh air for us and you know like Greena just said this is something that I'm also al almost equally if not more interested in I dare say uh for from a lore standpoint uh I'm not nearly as versed as pins or you know the the guys that do that but it's always an interesting component and in, you know hearing that so I really appreciate the opportunity to to get to learn more about that but so we'll see you guys uh later uh the advanced session will be releasing on friday and in that session we'll plan on what we're going to do is we're going to let pins go and we're going to just let him do his thing and explain all these characters that we mentioned earlier here uh so be sure to tune in there and then like i said we'll be putting the show notes up at the same time um and that will have all the links to pins stuff pins is twitter and then his mixer channel because i believe pins you said you are trying to get back into you're yep. running through the all of the campaigns right yep yep i'm uh i had started before kind of fell off because real life got in the way but uh i'm trying to get back to it and uh if I can ever get my stream key back from Microsoft, I'll be able to get started again because awesome. Microsoft updated their Ooh. terms of service and everyone who has <gasps> no. a Mixer channel has to kind of get the new stream key. So, yeah. Fun times. Fun times. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, so, guys, we'll see you on Friday. And as usual, bye. 
With that, we'll begin to wrap the chat up. Thank you again to those over on Twitch for coming to spend your evening with us. If you'd like to join us for the live streaming of the episodes, please be sure to give us a follow over on twitch.tv slash focusedfirechat. Links to all our episode archives can also be found at www.focusfirechat.com. Please be sure to email us at focusfirechat at gmail.com with any comments or questions for our team concerning the podcast and let us know how we're doing by giving us some feedback and a rating over on iTunes as well. Also, be sure to check out all the amazing work being featured over on thelorenetwork.com. So until next time, focus your fire and may your light shine bright.